Blog Talk Radio. Moder, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, and boy, am I excited today. I have Shelly Ruffman, who is an expert in college planning, and boy, does she have a lot of great stuff to share with us. We were going to be on the air yesterday, but we ran into some technical difficulties, but everything she's going to share with you, you better sit down and take a lot of notes. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Shelley Ruffin appreciates and shares with listeners, educating the public, the importance of beginning college planning as early as eighth grade, helping parents help their kids prepare for high school, college, and beyond. With almost three decades of college planning, speaking, and most importantly, real life in the trenches, college experience and knowledge, her view is radically different. Her passion for helping kids pursue their dreams, may it be vocational, certificate, community college, or attending an Ivy League university. Shelley has served as the Director of Financial Aid and Scholarship with U.S.-based colleges for 15 years. As founder-owner of EdZen College Planning Experts for 28 years, EdZen has four locations, San Diego, Temecula, Orange County, and Los Angeles. Through her Edson College Planning Prep programs and Edson TV radio show, her expert knowledge of 27 years, preparing them for high school and 9th through 12th graders, preparing them for college and beyond. Her passion begins with a mentoring coaching session, followed with the PSAT, SAT, and ACT, right fit college admissions, and financial aid planning. She's received two Lifetime Achievement Awards from two presidents of the United States, President Donald Trump and President Barack Obama, for serving her community by volunteering 4,000 service hours, educating parents, students, and counselors on the importance of early college planning. She is a published author. She holds an MS in Management, MS in Human Service, and MS in Clinical Counseling, neuroscience, and is uh, pursuing her Ph.D. psychology industrial organization and currently attending Harvard University Business School. Welcome, Shelley. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you, Robbie Motter, for the opportunity to share with uh, all the listeners on everything that's going on in COVID-19 and educating and sharing information with uh, the listeners. Well, let's start with, in light of what's happening currently with COVID-19, how does this affect 2020 graduating seniors? That is uh, one of the most important questions today. Our 2020 seniors are, are, you know, really affected. Their um, SATs um, are suspended now. That's not required. Uh, They're affected in the way their financial aid packages are affected. So any of those parents out there, 
when they completed their financial aid application, um, if they had a loss of income, uh, they need to contact me because there's appeals uh, that can be done um, to increase students' financial aid packages. Um, there's there's a lot of a, a lot of different um, regulations, which are the 12,000 federal and state regulations that have just changed. That's there's just a lot going on with COVID-19 that's uh, affecting these families. Wow. So also for incoming juniors graduating class 2021, how does that affect their college admissions or their their scores, transcript requirements? Yeah, and then and then um, another thing to back up a little bit for 2020 graduating seniors. Also, um, what you just mentioned about the transcripts that normally um, parents or students that have to turn in their transcripts before um, they uh, start start the university. That this year um, there's other requirements on that too. That um, uh, they're not required to turn those in right away. Uh, as long as they turn them in, anytime their first year at the university, they'll meet those requirements. So that's new too. But um, to answer your question about incoming uh, our juniors, which are soon to be seniors, how it affects them, uh, which is our 2021 graduating seniors, is those students, same thing, the SATs they're saying are suspended for them too because those juniors, our current juniors, that uh, was to take the SAT um, test in April and then May, and now they can't take it until June, um, they've suspended it for them as well. So those requirements, they're not required to meet re- meet those SAT, ACT requirements. Wow, that's good. So also, due to financial crisis, country is experienced, how is Ed Friend College Planning Experts helping families financially to be able to afford signing up for your program and help the students during the duration of their college years? Um, And this question came from a nappy sister, uh, Virginia Earl. She gave me this question online. Um, So what Edfin College Planning Experts is doing to help those families who are, and there's a majority of them out there, my clients that I have already talked to that are affected by COVID-19 financially, these families, what I'm doing is I'm doing appeals for them. So let's say they came in with, I have one family that came in with, they were making, let's say, $150,000. Dad was laid off um, and lost all that income. He's reemployed, but he's lost an income of $45,000. So that, that the family is hit with that. So now what I'm doing is that family that wasn't currently eligible for certain types of state and federal financial aid, with me doing an appeal and meeting certain requirements, they will be eligible or their daughter will be eligible for additional financial aid. Wow, that's great. So why, why do mm-hmm. people need to work with someone with your credentials and not do it themselves? That's a very good question. That's probably one of the number one questions I I get all the time. Why would someone need to work with someone like yourself or hire someone like yourself, then work, let's say, with the high school counselor or do it on their own? And my answer to that is it's no different than hiring, let's say, to get your taxes done. You can do it yourself just like I could probably do my own taxes, which actually I probably couldn't you know, because I don't know nothing about that. I hire an expert, someone who knows how to do it, because with me or with anyone hiring someone else, 
let's say to do your taxes or a lawyer to do whatever, any professional services that you need something done, you're going to get better results if you're hiring someone who really knows what they're doing. Because compared to doing it on your own, and it's just a shot in the dark. You're oh, well, maybe that, well, maybe that, you know, you're not going to get the same professional results that you're looking for, which is, it, it, it makes all the difference in the end. I've had a lot of people ask me, why is college so expensive today? What do you think the answer to that is? You know, it's a good question why college is expensive. Um, universities in, in general or anywhere from, let's say, UC California, $30,000 per year. Um, uh, Harvard, uh, Yale, all those other uh, universities, Ivy League universities, $50,000 a year. Um, but keep in mind, even though they're expensive to attend, but if you hire the right person that has experience to help get funding, I know my clients that I have um, that I help fund, they get anywhere from twenty dollars to $25,000 in grants and scholarships following the program and everything, all the applications I complete on their behalf. So there is money out there. So uh, parents don't have to say, oh, I make too much money. Let's say they make... 200 200,000 or 250,000 that they're not eligible um there is money out there to help them so i don't want them to think you know that there isn't because there is it's just hiring the right person to help you find that money um is there currently a list of all the schools that require those that don't require or leaving it up to the students to take the bsats or is it all up in the air that's another great question. That that question has been um, surfacing for the past couple of years, and more importantly now with COVID nineteen, uh, several universities will add to that list that are not requiring requ- um, SAT and ACTs. But there is um, a list out there per se. Um, however, that list I'm finding is not currently updated. Um, because there's more schools that are being added to that list every day. So, um, again, you know, it's, um, again, it's no different than hiring anyone else for a service that when you um, hire someone, you want to hire someone that knows what they're doing, someone who is updated on, like we're talking about, uh, the schools that um, are not uh, requiring SAT or ACTs, um, who are accepting appeals, how all this should be done properly. What exactly is the criteria universities look at when selecting students for scholarships based on academic merit grades? What schools, what universities are looking for, and I'm going to talk about specifically universities, not vocational school or community colleges, um, but universities specifically look for, especially now, um, uh, because universities have anywhere from I want to say right now it's like well over uh, 200,000 incoming freshmen. It's very competitive now. So not only are they looking for, let's say, a student that has uh, a high GPA of 3.5 or higher is what I'm going to go with, um, the higher the better. They're also, or they were looking at, and still kind of are looking at, the students' SAT and ACT scores, even though they've suspended it, but schools, universities still look at that. that. That's still a deciding factor, even though they say they suspended it. Um, another big one 
is, uh, and a lot of parents don't realize this, is those essays that they ask the kids to write, essays a lot of times is the deciding factor at the end when they have two students and they're trying to decide between candidate A and candidate B. Um, For the students, they'll look and they'll say they both got the same SAT scores. They both have the same uh, GPA. Now, and they, you know, then they'll go look at their essays and decide on which student is a better candidate. Well, that's There's great. many different factors awesome. in that. Yeah. Somebody just called in. Let me see if they have a question. And we'll... Hold on. Hi, this is Robbie. Okay. Do you have a question for Shelly? Hi, Robbie. Hi, Shelly. This is Virginia Earl calling. Yes, I do. Hi, my question is, hi, Shelley. Uh, my question is this: How is Edson College planning experts um, adjusting its prices due to the current financial crises um, that country is experiencing in the world? That's a good question, Virginia. I've had lots of families ask that question. Um, right now, what I'm doing is. Uh, it's not so much adjusting the prices as much as I'm offering flexibility on payments. So um, I'm, uh, the services are still the top-notch college planning, uh, planning college prep services. The payments are going to be more on a, like an extended payment plan. So I'm working with families who may not have the income right now to sign up, but I'll do like an extended payment plan, and I'm extending um, the free consultation Instead of one free consultation, I'll do maybe a couple of mini consultations so they benefit from it more. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Shelly, haven't you put together some new trainings that you are working on? You want to talk about some of that that you're working on? Absolutely, Robbie. Absolutely. So, yes. So, Edfin has recently, Edfin College Planning has recently created um, several online courses to help students. Let's say we have 8th through 8th grade through 10th grade courses and then 11th through 12th grade courses. There's right now we have three courses that are ready. The first one is it's called a pre-assessment, and this is to help me help the student understand what their strengths, their likes, their interests are, what their values and motivations are. And by doing that, I'm helping the student um, figure out what it is they want to major in college, what their passions are, what they're phenomenal at, um, what what gets them excited. It's a foundation program. That's the first one. And then I have, um, we have an admissions online course which helps the student uh, build their college list. And then we have the financial aid courses, which um, explains to the student or the parent um, the funding aspect of it. Um, And then there's other courses as well. And the courses range anywhere um, from $49.99 up to $99.99, which has been reduced in prices. Those Prices for those for in-person with me one-on-one can range anywhere from $200 to $500 per hour. And so now they're $49.99 or $9.99 online. Still have about 29 minutes, so why don't you use the time to share with the parents other information that they really should know um, with what's going on and things they should be doing and, and all of that. 
Okay. So with our last time here with everyone, um, that right now I'm going to work backwards, but I'm going to start with our 12th graders because they're, they're the most important right now, and they have most, most of the deadlines going on. But with our uh, incoming 2020 seniors, um, they are at the point right now where all of their acceptance letters, they should have received them. Um, and those that haven't received them, I'm giving them guidance to call their universities to find out why, um, because they may have been accepted. They just, the, the universities are inundated and they just haven't got that acceptance letter out on time. So that's knowledge there that they just need to call the university. Um, the next thing is uh, that if students, let's say they had uh, 10 colleges on their college list and they only got accepted, let's say, five universities out of 10, but let's say one of those universities they didn't get accepted to, um, I always recommend to the students that if it's like UCLA or UC Berkeley or Harvard, to go ahead and call the school because a lot of times um, what happens is that the school, it's a, it's a system, it's like an algorithm, that the school will say that, okay, you're not accepted, um, but yet the, school, the, the student actually meets eligibility requirements. And it's, it's, it's the, you gotta, again, keep in mind, they're looking at over 200,000 freshman applications. So I always tell students that you have to take your education into your own hands, be your own advocate. And if you do get a denied letter, let's say for an Ivy League school or a UC or some school, a university out of state, to call that school, that university, and find out why did they get denied and what we can do about it to reinstate them. So that's that's the big one right now. Talk okay. about a little bit how, how, why it's important also, um, Shelley, for parents to really start with their children as, as young as eighth grade to prepare them. Oh, my goodness. This makes all the difference right here. Um, the, the reason why I'm a huge proponent on early college planning, and the reason being is that when I start with students as early as, let's say, eighth grade, which are my youngest students, um, that by the time they hit, let's say, uh, 10th grade or even 11th grade um, during their uh, summer semester, uh, they're pretty much done with college planning. So when they start their senior year, we're just plugging all that information from eighth grade to 10th grade, plugging everything in together, and they're ready to go their senior year. And they're not stressing out trying to figure out, okay, I got to build a college list. I got to get my SAT scores, let's say, up to 1,500 because I'm applying to an Ivy League school. Um, I have got, uh, let's say, if I'm applying to 10 schools, I've got 10 times what, two, like, uh, 20 different essays that they have to personalize for these universities. I mean, it's just a lot of stress at, you know, to get over a couple of years, but with starting early as eighth grade, I can give those pre-assessments, that personality assessment, those career assessments early on. I can help guide them through their PSAT to get high scores there. So they get more scholarship funding. Same thing with, if they do decide to take the SAT and ACT, which I still encourage students to do um, because there's financial aid attached to that. 
And um, as far as starting early, building their college list, making sure that that college list that we're putting together is a college list that they're excited about. So when they're going off to those universities, they're excited about those choices. And then more importantly, helping families from eighth grade early on to 12th grade um, do financial planning. So when we get, when they get to senior year, they're not surprised about how much money it costs because we've planned way ahead of time. How often do you work with them on this? How often do I work? And I'm going to talk specifically about eighth graders. Um, eighth graders right now, they meet with me generally unless they need more sessions. They meet with me at a minimum right now uh, uh, once before they start eighth grade, uh, first semester, and once before they start second semester, second semester eighth grade. And same thing, uh, ninth grade, they meet with me twice a year before they start um, ninth grade. And then 10th grade, I start generally meeting with them more often because we have more work to do that needs to be done. But if these same students that are meeting with me twice um, a, a academic year, if they need more sessions, they can do that too, because some students do. They, some don't and some do. So that their college plan is put together based on what they need. What do you find, uh, how do you find uh, the process of getting the scholarship for those that start with you early? Those that start with me early, um, it's crucial because, from a financial standpoint, because then I can, ahead of time, look at the universities and what funding is available for these students to help them plan properly or financially. And um, the every school has different scholarships depending on, let's say it's a UC or if it's Harvard. And more importantly is I can guide, um, the, help the parents guide their students that, okay, if this university is gonna offer this scholarship, that say for $20,000 um, or $60,000 over four years, which I do have a student at Pace University who's receiving a $96,000 uh, scholarship over four years. But I can help guide these students. Like you have to have a 3.5, you have to meet certain el eligibility requirements, you have to have a certain SAT. But that's all, again, like I said, that's early college planning. Um, do you once they they get their first scholarship? Do you still work with them while they're in college, or once you do it, that you don't they don't need you anymore? Or how does that work? Yes, um, that's a really good question too. Is like I outline in my college bound book, um, nine key decisions to better college planning, uh, better life making college dreams a reality. It's outlined in there, um, answering those questions. So it talks a lot about um, those students need to do to go from, uh, from let's say, key decision one to key decision two and, and uh, how to be better prepared. And how can they get that book? That probably sounds like something they should start reading at a young, young age. How, does, how can they get that book? They can uh, purchase the book two different ways. They can actually go on Amazon uh, and purchase it there. It's $14.99. Or they can call uh, my main office in Temecula, 
which is 951-261-9799, and we will be, mail them out uh, a personal autograph copy I will send out. It's, it's different than when, when it comes from Amazon, it's not so personalized. But when it comes from my office, from myself, and we send it out, I do something a, a lot more different with those. Uh, sometimes people want to know if community or junior college is a good alternative in an inexpensive marketplace. Yes, it is. Um, I have uh, a majority of my students actually do go to a university, attend a university, but there are a few from a financial standpoint, parents, um, you know, will let, will let me know that they prefer their son or daughter attend a community college early on um, due to financial reasons. But I always, I'm, I, but I will still um, ask the question on what grade does your student have? And they'll say, oh, she has a, th or he has a 3.8. And then my next question is, if I can help you get enough funding to cover a majority um, of the cost for tuition, um, books, you may have to take out a little loan for housing, but if I can help you get enough of the funding, would it, would you prefer her still to go to community college or university? And of course, they'll look at their daughter or their son, and they'll say, I'd rather go to a university. So we still keep the university as the dream school, and the community college, only from a financial standpoint, is always a backup. Shelly, as you're working with these students, do they pretty much know what they want to be, or is this something that through your coaching that you really help them find what they need to do and, and where they really belong? That That is a foundation question, Robbie, is that students, like I said, who start with me as early as eighth grade, these students are not changing their, their major three to five times their first um, year in college or second year in college. Those who start early college planning with me, I take them through a pre-assessment, um, a personality assessment, and a career assessment, and we're building on that. Each time they're meeting with me, I'm building on that, asking additional questions, making sure that this is truly what um, they want to major in in college. And... Um, uh, just uh, uh, every student's a little different and every student learns a little different. But in those sessions, uh, I'm asking the right questions uh, and, uh, and working with them to make sure that this is truly the university they want to go to and the major that they want to major in. Because I've heard so many times people, oh, I'm majoring in this, and they change their mind so many times. And you know, and then by the time they get to a certain point, it isn't, <coughs> excuse me, right. it is not what they originally started with. So they really need some direction. Absolutely. <coughs> and and like I said, that the the students that come into me, let's say they come in late, let's say 11th or 12th grade, mostly 12th grade, um, that don't know what they want to major in college. Like I have one right now that um, signed up for the services. She's a senior, and, and her mom said, I wish I would have known about you when she was, let's say, ninth grade, um, because now she's a 12th, grade, 12th grader. She's overstressed, and she just finally was just like, you know what? She goes, I'm just going to go to a community college 
Um, and she just doesn't want to worry about it because just it's a lot of stress. And especially with COVID-19 right now, with all the kids having to do their classes online, math classes, it's a lot of stress. So what I'm doing with that particular family, I'm meeting with them this week, is I'm going to uh, do a Zoom call with, uh, with this uh, 12th grader, and, um, and this is mentoring and coaching, and, and guide her and alleviate that stress that she's feeling on why she's so overwhelmed and uh, prepare her guidance, give her guidance so that she can accept admissions at Grand Canyon University or a university in California. So right now with the, with the virus situation, people could still sign up with you and work with you Zoom or online since you can't have any one-to-one, right? Absolutely. Um, I am uh, overwhelmed right now with a lot of Zoom calls, but, yes, I am, I'm, am st- still taking clients. Um, I do have a lot of online families that are doing online. We're doing the online courses now. But the, like I said, the Zoom one-on-one college planning, it still works. Um, I'm still uh, having that personal one-on-one with them. So I can, you know, still see their face. I can see mine. We, we still have that personal connection, even though we're not right next to each other. But it's still effective, and it still um, accomplishes the result. Rather it, would, rather it would be writing their essays, doing some mentoring coaching, answering questions about acceptance letters and which college to go to. Because um, a lot of the students right now, what they're doing, Robbie, is let's say they get five universities and they're like, okay, I got five universities I'm accepted to, but out of the five, I got this much financial aid for each one of these. I don't know which college to accept. Which one's giving me the better package? They don't know. So it isn't a choice of this is the college I really want to go to. It's where they get the best deal. Is that primarily so, how it yes. works sometimes? Um, right. Um, a good majority, I would say, of the families that I work with, um, you know, it's it's about which school is, is where are they going to go to school and graduate with less debt is basically what we're looking at right now. I do have a few um, families that regardless of how much it costs to go, let's say to UC Irvine, um, you know, they're, you know, they're basically like, this is where my daughter or son's going to go. But at the same time, like I said, most of my families that, that I work with, um, they all receive, even the ones that I was just talking about UC Irvine, she's still receiving 20 to 25,000 in grants and scholarships. So she's still good. Let me ask ask you this. When you do those person, you know, a lot of times, you, those tests that you take them through, where they learn about themselves, what do they? What, how do they? What do they feel when they get through? Do you get comments from them that they really learned something about themselves? That that is a that is a really important question, Robbie. That's that's crucial. Um, wh- what I do when I do these um, the pre assessment or a personnel assessment or a career assessment, um, and I go through that entire forty five minute session with the student at the very end. Um, I always ask them the same question is I ask them out of everything we went through in this 45 minute session, I always ask them, what did you learn, um, that you didn't already know prior to coming here? So they'll give me like, you know, three to four things that they learned or more that they learned prior to starting the session with me. And then after they give me that, which is usually they'll say, 
I didn't know I was really an extrovert. I considered myself an introvert. I didn't know I was that I was really sociable with people. I get um, some students say, you know, I didn't even know that I really have uh, really good leadership uh, abilities because. I just didn't consider myself that. And then when I look and I was like, yes, look, these are all the areas um, in your high school or middle school life that you um, portrayed leadership abilities. Um, So it's just pointing, pointing that out to them because they don't realize it. And they've just been told for whatever reason, they believe that they're not a leader or they're not good at math or they're not good at certain areas um, in academics. But when I do these pre-assessments, it shows different, and it surprises them. It really surprises them, which increases their self-confidence at the same time. You do a lot of uh, shows in malls and things where people, they, kids come to learn about college planning, don't you, as well? Yes. And do you get to meet a lot of kids when you're doing them? Um, When I'm meeting uh, kids, whether it's in my office or whether I do community outreach, let's say go to, let's say, middle schools or high schools or uh, private events, um, when I'm meeting these families, uh, and every family is unique as far as uh, their needs as far as college planning, So one thing that I always let them know is that your college plan is not going to be the same as someone else's because your child is different than someone else. And so when I work with with their student, I'm working with the student that's, I'm building a college plan that is for that student, that that will help uh, that student get into, let's say, that Ivy League school or that university, you know, that college plan is specifically geared to that student. So you work with a student individually, but do you also work with the family together with a student, or how does that work? Um, It's on a case-by-case basis. Um, Sometimes I have families that just want me to work with their student, which is what I prefer, because if the parents are in the room, when I'm working with their student, their students are going to respond differently than if the parents are not in the room and it's just the student and myself, student responds differently to me because there's, there's no other opinion in that room. So it's, uh, on the other hand, um, where I have worked with families um, as a unit is because the families, not always, I would say a low percentage, um, prefers it that way. Um, another an example of where I've worked with families as a group is more specifically when there are problem areas that we really need to address with the student, and there's uh, a different dynamics um, in the family where they're not all on board. So I would bring everyone into my office. We will all sit down, and we will have the conversation of why the student's struggling, why mom's having a hard time with the student, why who's not understanding what's going on, and we'll have the we'll have the conversation. And by the time we get done, everybody feels so much better, and um, we're back on track. Well, we, we're down to nine minutes and thirty-eight seconds left. So, what would you like to share that really is important for people out there to know about? scholarships and college planning in this last few minutes we have? 
Yes. In this last um, few minutes we have, Robbie, I would really like to focus on the financial aid aspect of it right now, because with COVID-19 right now and the admissions part of it too, with COVID-19 is a lot of families, a good percentage of them have lost their jobs and are devastated financially. So I don't, I don't want families that these students have worked so hard to get their GPAs up and to apply to these major universities only to have COVID-19 happen and the families are like, okay, we don't have the money to send you to a university now. I don't want that to happen. So if families get to that point where, where they're like that, I want them to please reach out to me. They can uh, email me at Shelly at Edfin College Planning Experts.com. They can call me uh, at my main office at 951-261-9799. Or um, this is what I would consider an urgent um, message that I would need to get right away. So they can actually text me on my business cell phone at 951-375-6125. And I will provide them with a free consultation, and I will look at the financial aid packages. I will look at how their income has changed, and I will help them uh, turn that situation around financially. So give them that number again and your contact information again. Do it slower. Okay. So they can email me. Um, keep in mind, I have hundreds of emails in my inbox right now, but they can email me at Shelly, that's S-H-E-L-L-Y, at, and that's Edfin, E-D as in education, F-I-N as in financial aid, collegeplanningexperts.com, or they can call me at my office, and we are responding to calls. Um, within a 24-hour time, because we're inundated with those two, at 951-261-9799. Or if they need their questions answered, like, right away, that's 24 hours, too, but they can text to 951-375-6125. All right. Let me see if if Virginia Hanging On has another question before we end. Okay. Virginia, do you have any more questions for um, Shelly before we're almost, we have six minutes left? Um, Yes, uh, I do. I mean, I have tons of questions, but the first one that comes to mind is um, what are typically the sports that um, uh, colleges um, focus on in regards to scholarships? Like, or do you get mostly um, students who are amazing at um, volleyball or swimming or or golf? Okay, um, I'm gonna um, answer this question using uh, Point Loma University. I have a student there um, who's in baseball, and um, uh, he's been playing baseball since he was five years old. So he's super good at this and he's an all-star athlete so he has a really nice financial aid package there and it's due to athletics specifically so to answer your question that students who um uh have athletic uh athletic uh ability 
and um, they're working with their, their coaches, there is additional financial aid available to them, okay, um, along with, let's say, merit-based grants and other funding. So, okay. so to answer your question, yes, for those students who, you know, rather – but keep in mind that there's funding for them, but, however, it's, it's competitive. So even though a student may be phenomenal, let's say, in, in that particular sport, but it's competitive. If there's another student there that's more competitive and there's only so much money available, that student okay. could receive the funding or could not. It just depends. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Any and, uh, one more um, question? Yes, I do. Uh, which are the top five um, universities right now for our medical school? The top five um, schools for medical school, um, I would not uh, give a recommendation like that. It, it depends um, uh, on the student uh, because I could say uh, go to these five top schools and then the student looks those up and then come to find out neither one of those were right fit for that student. So um, I always recommend when when parents ask me that, give me you know five recommendations for let's say medical school. I always say the first thing that I do with the student is just sit down with them and figure out because there's hundreds of medical schools universities out there, not just five. You know there's a lot. So yeah, so it's not so much. Um, what is the best schools out there? It's what's the best school for your student. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? What's the best school for your student? Because there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of universities out there that, you know, specifically would be top-notch for medical, medical school, but which one is a best fit for your daughter? Okay. Thank you. Shelly, we're, down, Thank we're you. down to three minutes, so how do you wanna, what do you want to say in the wrap-up? What I want to say in the wrap-up here is that for parents out there that are on the fence and they're just like, you know, I can do this on my own, um, why would I need to hire someone? What I would say is I offer a free consultation. doesn't cost anything to come in and talk with me. Um, it's generally for about 20 minutes, but I'm if it takes a little bit longer, let's say 30 minutes up to an hour, I'm fine with that, anything beyond that. Generally, I, I bill for that because that's my time. But I really encourage them to come in, especially with COVID-19 now. Everybody and anybody whose kids are going off to college are affected, even our juniors. So I really encourage them to utilize this free consultation um, that I'm offering through the Blog Talk Radio today. So it doesn't cost anything, which normally it costs almost $500 per hour to get, to get a free consultation and receive that value in that meeting. So it's a $500, probably more than that value of that free consultation. So when they come in, I'm going to answer questions, whatever questions they have, they can bring with them. And I will answer those in, in that hour. And if it takes, let's say, um, after they're done and they have more questions, then what I'm doing with those is I'm just billing those on an hourly basis so they can come back. Um, I wouldn't charge the, uh, another $500. I would charge $195 for them to come back to answer more of those questions. So I'm prorating a lot of the, the fees at this time. 
All right. Well, let's let them know how they can reach you again because we're down to 90 seconds. Okay. So they can all reach me um, many different ways. Um, like I said, they can go on the website, which is Edfin College Planning Experts. They can send me a message from the website. There's a sign up there. Um, they can uh, call my office and schedule an appointment at 951-261-9799. Um, the best way would probably be call my office or go on the website because that's actually the website's quicker because I have a, a hundreds of families going on there um, on the site. Uh, the office, it will take us 24, 48 hours to get back with them, and we're trying to do those as quickly as we can. Um, or they can text me at 951-375-6125, and um, it's taken me about 24 hours to get, you know, respond back to text messages as, as well. But, yeah, the, the, the website is a lot better. It's quicker. Well, Shelly, it was great having you on the show today. We Boy, there was a lot of information, and I'm sure that it's going to help a lot of people. Um, and thank you again. We are out of time. Thank you so much, Robbie. I really appreciate it, and thank you to the listeners and Virginia for all her questions. Bye-bye now.